We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 10th day of August, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Um, yourself? I'm not too bad. I'm a little disturbed about some of the things that I'm seeing coming out of the U.S., but uh, I suppose we're going to get into some of that. Trump had his uh, his private residence in Mar-a-Lago raided last night. Now, I've made my standpoint on Trump clear. I don't agree with whatever was going on with his uh, administration there in the last year uh, as it related to uh, everything with COVID. Starting the ball rolling on these jabs that have had devastating effects and killed untold thousands of people and given people permanent neurological damages and other physical impairments that they'll have to live with for the rest of their lives. Saying that remdesivir shows promise spinning up the National Defense, whatever it was, the, the the National Defense Production Act or whatever it was for ventilators, signed the CARES Act, which paved the way for hospitals to put you on a ventilator for a financial incentive to kill you. And we're OK with this. Now, does any of this have anything to do with the raid that was um, executed, I guess, for lack of a better term, on his private residence? The answer is no. None of that has anything to do with that. That's a different topic and a different set of charges for a different day, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what all of this was about. The only thing that I know is, is what everybody else is reading, and that is he supposedly left the White House with some classified documents somewhere, but does that Which is mean legal, by the way. It is, yeah. Does that mean that he's got them? Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things that are classified and so many things that are unclassified, but he he did, as the president of the United States, have top secret security clearance. He doesn't get that revoked because he leaves, because he still knows that information. All presidents do, as far as I know, but he gets his house raided. Now, believe me, I, like I said, I, I'm no fan of the guy these days. Uh, th this whole whatever this is that he's doing with this uh, new Republican Party stuff, I'm oh man, I've got some opinions on that. And maybe we can get into that today. But I was going off for probably a good 45 minutes before we started, to Bruce, about what I think of this new so-called conservative slash Republican slash whatever you want to call movement. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But he gets his house raided. That should concern you. That should concern you very much, whether you like him or not. Because nearest I can tell, there was no reason for it. The director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, got caught with his ass hanging out in Congress last week on the January 6th thing. And so this happens this week to take the headlines off of the corrupt cesspit that is the FBI. The judge that signed the order has connections to Epstein. If that's not enough to tell you what's going on, he gets raided for supposedly top secret documents, which, as you said, Bruce, he still has the ability to possess. And then that's OK. That's OK for that to happen. But yet Hillary Clinton has 30,000 plus emails that she was ordered to turn over to Congress. And the drives were destroyed. Uh, they dumped acid or whatever it was on it to destroy 
even any kind of recovery from those drives. No FBI raid there. The Hunter Biden laptop. Did you see any FBI raids there? As a matter of fact, if you want to go down that road, Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's lawyer for a while, he had his house raided by the FBI and he had the actual Hunter Biden laptop hard drive. The FBI's orders on the warrant were to take all electronic equipment, laptops, phones, tablets, everything, hard drives, you name it. Anything that had a memory, memory cards, everything, anything that had memory on it or storage capability, they were to take. And he handed the FBI the Hunter Biden laptop hard drives. And the FBI agent said, special agent in charge said, uh, what's that? He says, this is the Hunter Biden laptop. You want to take this? And he says, no, I can't take that. Well, why not? It's a hard drive. It says on the warrant that you have to take everything that has storage capacity that's on the premises. You need to take this. He says, no, I'm, I'm sorry. We can't take that. Whether you like Trump or not is a side issue. You need to divorce yourself from that. Clearly, I'm not a fan of the guy. I listed prior to discussing this why I'm not a fan of this guy anymore. I like what he represented and all that stuff, you know, just him as what he represented, being outside of the political system. That's what we needed. We needed somebody outside of the system. We needed somebody that understood business, not like some pathetic politician that doesn't understand business. Somebody that is a business person that can come in there and actually write a sinking ship. They don't want the sinking ship righted. They want it to sink. Nonetheless, I supported that idea. The whole make America great again thing. Yeah, of course. Look what our country used to be and look where it is now. Make America great again. If they can do this to him, they can do this to you. They can do this to me. And don't think just because you're not in the country, they can't do that to you. Oh, yes, they damn well can. As a matter of fact, they can do it easier outside of the country than what they can in it. In the U.S., they can go through all that uh, rigmarole of uh, the FISA courts and all that, that nonsense, which that's probably what they did with this one. They didn't get what they needed on that warrant, so they probably took it back to the next judge and the next judge and the next judge. So they found one that would actually sign off on it. That's just my guess. It's what they did with the Russia's nonsense. Yeah, who got raided over the Russia nonsense that they lied to us all about? Who got raided over that? Anybody? My point is, is that this should concern you. If they can raid a former president of the United States who has top secret clearance still, what's to stop them from raiding you? The FBI, they can, well, I mean, I've I, not even really the FBI. I, I could just say the federal courts in general, because they represent the Department of Justice in that case, and they bring the cases to justice for prosecution. The federal courts, you've always heard the saying, they can indict a ham sandwich. They can. They can literally indict a ham sandwich if they want to. They've got a 97% conviction rate in the federal court system. 97, you're telling me 97% of people that appear before a federal court are already guilty. That's what you're telling me. I don't buy that for a second. Trump has been hinting at a 2024 run, which I believe me, I'm one of those people. I, I hope to God that he doesn't. I hope to God that he doesn't. He's been hinting at that. Rumor has it there's an announcement that's coming in the next few days. But yet, if the candidate is charged with a felony, then that disqualifies them. Or I'm sorry, convicted of a felony, I believe it is. Because even if you're charged with one, you can still have an opportunity to plead your case and have it dismissed. If you're convicted of a felony in the federal court system, you no longer have the ability to run for high office in the United States. I can only surmise that that's what they're going for here. The thing is, is uh, their argument, if you listen to it very carefully, it's not that he had classified information. That's not what their argument is. Their argument is he was not storing it properly. I'm, I'm sorry. When the FBI raided, they had to break into his safe to get the uh, documents from him. Now, the next question is the documents that you stole, what level of classification were they? And the officers that acquired this, uh, these files, what was their 
clearance where they allowed to even handle that material. Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, uh, back in the 90s, he weighed in on the uh, the rating. Of course, everybody is the, the ones. Uh, <laughs> I love what was going on last night. You could actually tell who was getting on the, uh, the 2024 train and who wasn't, because all the people that were the hopefuls last night to be in cabinet positions or something like that, if that in, is indeed the case, uh, or be part of the reelection campaign, if they're running, they're going to need that endorsement because they want the energy that's behind that movement. So the people People that were against what was happening, oh, they were out making public statements, condemning it, blah, 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 and all the rest of it, right? The ones that didn't should tell you something. The ones that didn't condemn that last night, that should tell you, that should speak volumes about them as a politician when it comes election time. Now, again, divorce yourself from Trump in that whole situation with COVID and his last year in office. Divorce yourself from that. You have to in this case. You cannot mix the two. These are two totally different subjects. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich said on Monday, following the raid on Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, said that if federal agents can do that to Donald Trump, imagine what they can and will do to you. Maybe the IRS uh, hiring 80-some thousand more employees, quadrupling their size of ammunition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quadrupling their size. Uh, uh, of employment and uh, what was it? Doubling their budget. Uh, I may have it backwards. It might be the other Wait way around. I'm sorry. I, I don't I'm sorry. It was exactly. five million rounds, wasn't it? It was a bunch of ammo. Um, yeah. I, I think it was seven hundred thousand this time round. Seven hundred. Okay. Five million dollars. Buying, yeah. Five million dollars. Yeah. They've been buying ammunition like crazy though over the years because this isn't the first time we've seen the IRS buying up ammunition because the, the the last one we talked about I believe was the EPA was doing it they were buying up ammunition as well Why does the so, EPA need that you know I, I find it exactly. hilarious how do that these, these these people in government I, I'm I'm sorry but these people in government you know Mr Government's bad and K the, these people in government turn around and they say um, you Mr Law Abiding uh, private gun owning citizen, you're bad. We need to take those guns away from you because uh, the the kids in the school are getting shot. We need to take away the guns yeah. from you. But yet they're arming to the teeth to take you yeah. on. Yeah. Why else would the IRS or the EPA be arming themselves? Why? Why are they hiring uh, more? Oh, because the IRS, they're about to go after billionaires. So uh, we, we need more people. No, that's a bunch of BS. Go and look at those bills they've been passing. Uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, what was it? The 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 recession one that they just passed, the recession reduction or whatever the hell it Inflation was called. The, the bill. Inflation reduction. That's what it was. The um, cheers on the Senate floor when that went through. Like I, I I can't I can't even fathom the lack of intelligence that's on the Senate floor in the United States Congress these days. The lack of intelligence. You've got that many people that are cheering stupidity. It's unbelievable to me. The only thing that could have made that more cynical and sick was Kamala Harris doing some stupid cackle after she cast her tie-breaking She almost vote. did it. She almost did, yeah. She almost, you could hear her kind of chuckle and almost did the cackle. That bill increases taxes on the average American in the middle of a recession, in the middle of a inflation high, like a 40-year high. They're increasing taxes on us. And they're claiming all the while this is going to go after the the millionaire and billionaire. No, if you make uh, less than seventy five thousand dollars, they're coming after you as well. Uh, this is after everyone. 
even Bernie Sanders. Sanders, you know, the guy that's a democratic socialist slash uh, Marxist slash communist, that guy, you know, the guy that honeymooned in the Soviet Union that we were criticizing last week or the week before, whatever it was, that guy, even he is out saying uh, this Inflation Reduction Act, that's going to have minimal impact on inflation. I got the clip. Listen. I'm going to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating uh, this evening. And I say so-called, by the way, because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill, it will, in fact, have a minimal impact on inflation. He's not wrong in that sense. I mean, he's not wrong. I disagree. Uh, I think he is wrong. And here's why. Okay. I agree with you if you're looking at it from the perspective of it's it's going to have minimal impact as in minimally helping reduce inflation. I agree. Right. I, yeah, I agree with that. That's what I meant. Yeah. But his 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 statement of it's going to have minimal impact, that part is a lie. When you increase taxes during a recession in the middle of record highs of inflation, this causes the economy to cool even more. It's going to cause the recession to be longer, worse. It's going to increase uh, inflation because of uh, these extra spending that they they claim that they're going to pay off. It was something like 400 billion or something like that in revenue or 700 billion or something like that. But then when you look at it in, in the past, they claimed uh, last time they did this, uh, they claimed it would make something like 400 billion. And they ended up making like one billion. I mean, it was a fraction of what they claimed it would it would rake in. Same thing with this one. It, they're going to say it's going to be 700 billion more, except when they actually come down to it, they're not going to get nearly that much. So it, it, yeah, it's, this is all just a bunch of BS. OK, so you throw in the economic problem, right? You throw in the inflation that's going to hit. And believe me, inflation, like, it's going to get to a point in the United States where it's just going to get out of control, just like it's going to get out of control here in the EU. I mean, if, if countries don't have some type of a stabilizing force, if you don't get back to your, at least from the European side of things, if you don't get back to your national currencies, if you don't revert back to that and base it on something that's solid, such as gold or, or whatever, some stabilizing force, if you don't do that, your economies are going to collapse, period. That's not up for debate. Like, it's crunch time now. You've got to liquidate and burn off this uh, or triage this bad debt. It's got to happen. This should have been done a decade ago, but we kicked the can down the road because everyone likes to use that. Well, we can't kick it any further now. That can that we were kicking down the road over and over and over again, this, this push and roll over debt scheme that these crackpots in these governments, in these central banks have been cooking up along with the hedge funds uh, and people down at the World Economic Forum. They can't push it any further. That can is a 55-gallon drum full of cement. That's as far as it can go. We're literally out of road to kick it down. So with that crisis, and then, of course, you've got the UK coming out today. We're going to talk more on it later this week. I think tomorrow we're going to discuss it with Marty. You've got the UK. Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance, both today are saying the UK has prepped plans for rolling blackouts across the UK for the winter, starting in January. Yeah, how are you liking the Great Reset so far? How are you liking that Green New Deal? These things, coupled with what you got last night, the Trump raid, some people, such as Jack Posobiec, are speculating that the American left just handed Trump the 2024 primary. Did they? Did they do that? 
That's an interesting question because you've got a lot of people that are on the so-called conservative right or whatever, you know, the MAGA movement and all that stuff. I don't consider myself to be a part of that. But you've got that crowd, you know, the Trump supporters, the ones that are out there in the, in the stadiums and all that stuff that are that are going out to be part of the crowds and everything. OK, fine. They don't like the FBI. Then you've got people that are outside of that. I consider myself to be an independent conservative because I see both sides. I see all sides of things. And then I make my mind up right or left. I don't care. Whatever makes the most sense to me, whatever has the most common sense, logical and reasoning way of looking at things, that's me. That's me. That, that's, that, that has to put me outside of that spectrum. Because if you're on the Republican side in the United States, if you're on that, then you're raw, raw Republican and they can't do any wrong and we have to vote that way because uh, that's our duty. Well, that's not me. That's not me. I vote for somebody based on my conscience, their conscience, and what they represent not what party they're for. The people that are part of this MAGA movement, they don't like the FBI. They believe that the FBI needs to be reformed or cleaned out or whatever. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'll go a step further. You put people like myself that are outside of the Republican Democrat two-party duopoly. I want the FBI disbanded. Now, can we remake it into something that actually works? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I do know that the organization itself used to work. It seemed to work. You notice when they used to go after communists and Marxists in the United States, it seemed and, and organized crime groups, such as in the gangster era, seemed to work just fine. But of course, in recent years, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I've worked cases with the FBI before. They didn't behave like this. I don't know what in the hell has gone on in that institution, in that, that agency. I don't have any idea. But it sickens me to sit here and see what that agency has become. I've worked with good field agents. We've worked many cases before, and they are good men and women of integrity. The problem is the cabal that are their bosses at the top. When you get up that ladder, when you climb that ladder in any law enforcement agency, whether it's a city cop, uh, a city precinct, or, or a federal police officer, which is what an FBI agent is, the higher up that ladder you go, the more slippery it gets, and you're playing politics all the way up that ladder. Well, it's gotten to a point now where... Oh my God, I, I saw a meme today, a cartoon meme today saying that uh, it was a um, it was a Roman Praetorian guard. It was a, a Gestapo officer. It was a KGB officer, an FBI agent standing right next to him. They were all saying, welcome to the club. And that's what it's become. That's what it's become. We've got basically a, a rogue agency that's carrying out a political agenda on people. Did, Bruce, did you see the thing that they put out last week? We, yeah, we went over it, the symbols, but we haven't talked about it here on air. The, the symbols that they put out? of what a militia violent extremist is now in America. You think for one minute that they can't do this to you? You better think again. Project Veritas leaked an internal document by the American FBI that says anybody that identifies with any of the following symbols or displays them is considered a violent extremist. A Betsy Ross flag, some of these things, right? Just some of these things. A Betsy Ross flag. A Betsy Ross flag. So a Betsy Ross flag that uh, presidents such as Clinton and even Biden were sworn in underneath of. They were sworn in underneath uh, extremist symbols. So what? What do they get raided now by the FBI and, and labeled as domestic terrorists? I'm just I'm calling a spade a spade here, according to their internal document. This is what's being given to new field agents: a three percenters symbol. You know the three with the thirteen stars around it, representing the thirteen colonies. That, according to the internal document. They say uh, that's based on the myth, the th a myth, you hear this? The myth that 3% of the colonists fought back against the British Empire at the time. Read a history book, you morons. That's what it was. 
a Gadsden flag. You know, the yellow flag, the snake that says, don't tread on me. You know, that flag that's being waved at anti-COVID protests that the media is ignoring in England, in Germany, in France, in Italy, in the Netherlands, that flag. Oh, yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like the fact that they have to deal with one America, let alone that idea spreading around to all these other Western countries. Oh, they don't like that at all. So you're a violent extremist if you carry one of these flags. A little Punisher symbol, whatever that is, the skull thing. Yeah, that's that's another extremist thing. If you mention Ashley Babbitt and the January 6th event, boy, they're really reaching here, aren't they? You're considered a domestic violent extremist, whatever in the hell this is. You think for one minute that because this was done to Trump, this can't be done to you based on what this internal document shows from the FBI that's being given to new field agents? You better think again. How long until... They just put a plain old American flag up there. You know, 50 stars, 13 stripes. How long until that's up there? My question is, why aren't BLM flags up there? Why aren't Antifa flags and symbols up there? Why aren't they up there? They're the ones that loot and burn and rob and and kill and plunder and pillage in the cities. Caused billions of dollars worth of damage last year in American cities across the country and across the Western world. Don't hear anything about it. Oh, these are just misunderstood people that are expressing their views. So I'm for reforming these, um, you know, FBI and, uh, well, really any of the alphabet um, organizations. I I would say they need to be completely disbanded. Uh, But the FBI, I would much rather see it uh, reformed into something like, um, I don't know, repository or something like a, a database for states to interact with one another not an actual organization themselves, if you will. You don't need a federal agency that goes around and and investigates things on their own. No, you need a repository to allow law enforcement from other states to interact with one another and share intelligence with one another so that they can then uphold the laws of their state. Part of the problem with what you just talked about, uh, the flags, (laughs) the images, um, the phrases, uh, because we have an FBI, because we have a federal agency that investigates these things, that means there's a group of people that can be exploited to, well, basically strong arm the American people, to, to hold them at gunpoint. These are effectively can be used as the Gestapo uh, because the, the field agents, though they know uh, we've seen text messages. We've seen the whistleblowers uh, text messages and, and, and emails saying, why are we even investigating these individuals? There's nothing here. Yeah, that would be my question as well. You're doing something wrong. You're violating people's constitutional rights, even as a field agent. And yet you knew it was wrong to begin with. Why were you doing it? Why? You, why were you following orders? <laughs> we, we didn't give the Nazis that benefit. Why should we give you the same benefit? When we when we go in and abolish those departments, why should you get to keep your job? You were following orders. Why didn't you protect people's? You take the same oath. This is this is something that is immensely frustrating. I agree with you know I'm I don't want a uh, society that's uh, you know anarchy. I, I I don't want a you know uh, whoever has the biggest gun rules though that's kind of how the system rules anyway. It, it was supposed to be that way. Whoever has the biggest gun rules. That that's us. We have the most and the biggest. That that should have been us. Uh, but because we, you know, sat on our laurels and allowed the government to take away that right. Um, well, here we are. I I'm struggling with uh, lately 
Um, this, this has been something that um, I, I grew up with the idea of America, the foundational documents, everybody believing the creed, having, having a, you know, kind of a, a somewhat of a, a decent morals or, or care for one another, or it, I'm struggling because I know that is dead, long dead. It's been dead at least, at least the entirety of my adult life. But I would, I would wager it's been dead for a lot longer. It, we've just been going on fumes at this point. And I don't think the American people let me let me ask this question. Do we have red states? Do you think we actually have red states? You're asking me or are you just leaving that one hanging? No, no. Let, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Do okay. you think we right. actually have red states? Um, no. I, I will be completely honest with that. that that's a, nobody's ever asked me that question before. We haven't even discussed this, not even off air. So this, this would be a good conversation to have. There's one thing I want to ask, though, before we get into that discussion. I, my answer to that is, it, to that is still no. Um, I just wanted to know, was AOC safe during the raid on Mar-a-Lago? That's all I want to know. It's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> it is, yeah. It? yeah. She, she uh, does visit Florida, so that, she know, does, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, she does. Now, maybe she was taking pictures of somebody's feet or something while that was going on. I'm not sure. Maybe she was getting some coffee. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her boyfriend's feet or something. Yeah. yeah. But she's always saying that Republicans are mad at her because they just want to date her. So I, I had to. I'm sorry. I had to. But OK, getting back to your point, do we have red states? I'm going to say no. I, I'm going to say no to that. And, and the reason I'm going to say no to that is because of the conversation we had in prep. And that's an interesting way to go about that and, and get into that conversation. But before we get down that road... Let's finish down this road that you're talking about. Okay, I say no. The reason I say no is because of, and I'll, I, I guess I can start the ball rolling, is because when I see these GOP establishment people, where is every governor, every governor? I mean, there were a couple last night, but where is every governor of these so-called red states? Where's every attorney general? More so than the governors. Where's every attorney general? Where's Ken Paxton of Texas denouncing that last night? That happened in Mar-a-Lago. Where's any Republican governor, any red state governor, I'm doing the air quotes, red state governor denouncing what happened last night as an unprecedented power grab by a federal agency? Yeah, uh, we, we had DeSantis, but he's not a red state. That's that's a purple state. So DeSantis well, so was saying something in the, yeah, in so the you know, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's my point, though. This is kind of the, the point that I'm trying to hammer in. America, the concept that we have of America, the the, you know, patriotic, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the, you know, uh, all of the Bill of Rights. Those are great creeds. But um, you people in those, quote unquote, red states, I don't think you really believe that. Because if you truly believed that, we wouldn't have Mitch McConnell. We wouldn't have, hell, we wouldn't even have an Abbott in Texas. We, we would have someone much more conservative. And um, honestly, we would have a DeSantis in Texas. And we don't. Oklahoma, who is more of a libertarian state, has been more Texas than Texas. I, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm completely baffled at how red people think their state is, and yet this goes on in your state. The, the, they have to, to kind of segue into uh, what we were talking about in prep. Um, this, this fits in right with it as well, because I think the red states claim to be mostly Republican, right? They, they side with Republicans. But if you look at the voting practices of Republicans, you have someone that's running in, for, for office that is a staunch constitutionalist. They have a, a record of being a staunch constitutionalist, and yet they lose to someone that is a 
freaking Oz or, uh, you know, somebody that's left leaning a rhino. And the only reason they lost is because name ID. This rhino has more name ID and has more money for ads than the the actual red conservative. And if if people truly believed in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, if they believed in our creeds, then they would have voted for the guy that agreed with them, not with the one with the best name ID. Republicans are horrible about voting for name ID, not voting for policies, principles, any of those kind of things. They don't, they don't vote on that. So the idea of a red state, the idea of America being, you know, this constitutional, you know, freedom. No, that's dead. That's dead. And until Republicans prove me wrong, it's dead. It's going to take God intervention at this point, in my opinion. You know, I, I see your point. I, I see your point, basically. And we're going to expound upon this because of what we, as, as you said, what we talked about in prep. But just to give you an idea of all people last night, of all people who denounced on the opposite side of the aisle, if you want to look at it in terms of right and left or Democrat, Republican, whatever, of all people, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I can't believe this headline. The one person that shocked me the most denouncing what happened at Mar-a-Lago was Andrew Cuomo from New York, the disgraced governor who murdered all those people. In those I, I think that's why he did it. I think that's why he did it, because he didn't want the FBI rating <laughs> he didn't want him. the FBI rating him. Yeah. All that. yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I see your point there. You know, the media is probably going to, because he's disgraced, so the media is probably going to say, oh, look, see, a New York guy trying to protect a New York guy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. No, you, that's absolutely on the money. That is on the money. I I look at, and this is what we're talking about in prep, I look at this, this so-called uh, conservative, I, I don't know if you want to call it conservative Republican MAGA. Okay, I'm just going to go that way with it, because that's, I, I don't, I, I have a hard time trying to put an actual finger on it, because... It changes. They call themselves conservatives. They call themselves Republicans. The 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 new Republican Party, the new right wing, the uh, the MAGA movement, the Trump revolution, whatever you want to call that. Okay, because they're changing it all the time. Because it's marketing, it's branding. That's what they're doing. I see this problem that we have in America. To the credit of all Western countries as a whole, we have a problem with our party systems. We don't have a problem with our parliamentary systems. We have a problem with our party systems. I still believe that we need parliamentary style democracies or republics, if you will. I like republics more than democracies. But if you're not going to have a republic, then by God, at least have a parliamentary democracy, for God's sake. At least it's something. It can be corrupted a lot easier and a lot faster, but at least it's something. At least it gives you a, a say. But the problem we have are parties. They block people up and divide people. We need to be voting for people based on what they stand for and not what party they're with. That is what has gotten us into all of this trouble because it's easy for them to just go in. When I say them, I'm talking about these whatever, these corporations in collusion with uh, whoever, lobbying companies and, and everything else. They go in, they buy off the leadership of a party, and that's the end of it. And nothing gets done in the party from somebody that runs on the grassroots level at least in the parliamentary system, nothing gets done because you're not doing what the party elders are telling you to do. And if you don't do what they tell you to do, and it works the same way in the U.S. Congress, look, you're going to stay away from this issue, this issue, this issue, or you're going to be one and done. You're not going to sit on any committees and you're going to be out of here into the next election cycle. And that's how it is. That is boss hog politics. That is enough of boss hog politics. I see this movement in the United States that's taking hold and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
I will be the one voice of dissent. Fine. I'll take that hit. I don't care. But I'm not going to sell out my principles for the sake of selling some T-shirts. That's ridiculous. I see these events that we have, like these these uh, turning point things and and the CPAC stuff and, and whatever. And I see these people that are out there and maybe they mean, well, I, I don't know. I'm not going to judge, but I hear rhetoric. I hear talking points, the same fluff you hear on Fox News. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. These people look like they put makeup on with spackling knives. It's laughable. They get up there on stage and they've got bright lights and explosions of confetti and and everything. And it's like, am I watching something having to do with the future of of our nation and our way of life? Or am I watching uh, P.T. Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers Circus? That's what I feel like I'm watching. I see Congressman Matt Gates. Who in the hell is Matt Gates? Who is he? He looks like a used car salesman. That's the feeling I get from him. There's something about that congressman. It, it just doesn't sit right with me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You notice, though, they did try to torpedo him, and that turned out to be a bunch of bull. So I'll give him credit for that and surviving that barrage. Same thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's something wrong there. Don't know what it is, but there's something wrong there. She says all the right things. Same thing with Gates. He says all the right things. But these seem to be the two... You know, they're always co-sponsoring each other's bills and everything, and they're always up the podium and they're saying stuff. Okay, the MTG gets up there and talks about, oh, Joe Biden's a communist, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. He is. We know that. Or at least that's where his money comes from. We understand that he's compromised by the CCP. We got it. But there's something that is just wrong with this. Everybody's packing into these stadiums with Trump flags. Do I need to go back and say what I said at the beginning of this broadcast? The man paved the way for this vaccine. Does that not resonate with anybody? Did we all forget that? If you want to charge Trump with something, then how about we look at what you can actually charge him with? Not some trumped up, for lack of a better term, nonsense from some illegal court like FISA. And you pull a raid with nothing. Or you accuse him of the Russia collusion nonsense, which turned out to be exactly that nonsense. We spent tens of millions of taxpayer dollars and they rolled snake eyes on it. So there was nothing there. He paved the way for remdesivir. He paved the way for the CARES Act. He paved the way for the ventilators to go into hospitals to kill your loved ones. Is this not a problem with anybody? I see us repackaging what we're supposed to be getting away from. Everybody's angry in America. I get it. Everybody's angry in the Western world. The Western world is waiting on our set. What America does, the Western world will follow. That's just the way of things. That's how it is. Whatever happens in the U.S. will resonate across the Western world. If we have freedom in America, you will have it across the Western world because the Western world demands it. But only if we, the people from America in America, demand it. No one's going to come along and save you and give you something. How well is that working out for you now? And I'm talking about the people that voted for Biden. Are you in better shape or are you in worse shape right now? The Biden voter. We know that the Trump voters are not in good shape, but the Biden voter, you having buyer's remorse yet? I'm at least willing to say, hey, I'm not going to support Donald Trump. I'm at least willing to say that from my standpoint. I supported him the first time around. I'm at least willing to stand up and say that. Are you going to say that about your, quote, side? Are you going to denounce your side? Are you going to actually realize, hey, I've been wronged here? I've been lied to? And are you going to fight for a better future for your kids and for their kids? You see, these things on television that I'm seeing that remind me of just some, I, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's like I'm watching a circus. Like I said, everybody's getting up there. They're given good one liners. They're saying, oh, down with the Fed and the FBI's corrupt. They're like the Gestapo. They're like the KGB or whatever. And the crowd eats it 
up. They eat it up like they're starving for something. It's pathetic. Freedom begins with you, not a politician. We're repackaging what we're supposed to be fixing. We still have not solved our election integrity problem. Does that not concern anyone? I don't have much hope for the midterms because I expect more of the same. As Bruce started this conversation, started this ball rolling, he said, do we really have red states? How many of those people that are running those red states denounced what happened last night? That should speak volumes to you in and of itself. When Obama first came onto the scene in 2000 and 2006, started, you know, getting him out there, upping his his persona, that kind of stuff. When he first came onto the scene, of course, he'd been around a little bit before that, but he was a he was a nobody senator nobody had ever heard of. And before that, his uh, his job was a, he was running a staple gun on telephone poles in Chicago. Nobody had ever heard of the guy. Then he accepted the Democratic nomination, talked a good game. You know, people were sick of Bush. People were tired of of all the nonsense that was going on with uh, going into Iraq under false pretenses, the fake WMDs. How many people got raided over that one, by the way? I don't think anybody. We invaded another sovereign nation. We killed their head of state. We're responsible for the death of over a million Iraqis, all under false pretenses. No one got raided for that. So people were ready for a change. You remember? Hope, change, right? Hope and change. It's what Obama ran on. Onto the scene comes this guy out of nowhere. The amount of hype behind him, and I'm not talking about the media, I'm talking about from people, the push to have something that was different to what you were experiencing over the last eight to 10 years. People ate it up. They loved it. Even people that I'd known for years that were uh, so-called Republicans said, oh my God, this guy, this, this guy's great. He's going to give us something different. He's going to give us something new. Yeah, he did. All right, didn't he? But my point is, is that they took an old worn out movement from the Democrat side, and they gave it a facelift. They gave it cosmetic surgery. They dressed it up. They gave it bright lights and confetti cannons and neon light shows and, and airtime and big crowds selling out sports stadiums. Does that sound familiar? I'm seeing the same thing playing out with different actors on the stage now. I look at the lineups that I see of these, these speakers that they have at these events, these so-called uh, conservative events, just as you'd expect, you know, clean cut, well, some of them, uh, dressed up. It, it's almost like watching a, um, uh, I don't know, something on, on Fox News when, uh, when Roger Ailes was there, uh, bright lights and shoes and legs. That's all you see, especially at these, uh, at these conservative events. That's what you see. You get some good one-liners, but what are we actually fixing? Where are any of these people that take the stage in any of these events, whether it's TPUSA, whether it's it's uh, it's CPAC or, or whatever, I mean, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of these things. Where's anyone with an actual solution? You get lots of talk. You get lots of window dressing. Red wave, red tsunami. We're going to kill them in the midterms. The FBI's this, the, the, down with the Fed. We need real changes, real reforms. Or we're going to end up right back where we started. We're repackaging and re-engineering the same crap and we're buying it up. I want real change. And I'm not talking about getting rid of our system. Our system is not the problem. Our system has become corrupted. That is the problem. I don't want for America, and I don't know if any of our listeners do or, or not. Do you want a different system? Because I don't. Our system works just fine. It's become broken because we have allowed it to become corrupted to this level. We have not kept people in check. We have allowed this, this image, this window dressing to destroy what we have created in America. I want a re-upload of our constitutional republic as it was originally intended. 
I don't want a different system. I want a capitalist system. I want a free market system. I'm not one of these capitalism's got to go people. I'm for the free market. I'm for the local business. You know, the one they tell you is non-essential. I'm not for any of this, this green energy crap because of what they have done. They have lied to you for the better part of three decades on this nonsense. And we're fighting for what at these events? What are you cheering for? You're cheering for more of the same. You're cheering for the same corruption, just in a different suit. I want us to return to what we were meant to be. What made us great in the first place? Make America great again? Does that mean anything to anybody? I'm taking it in a literal sense. In a literal sense, not the Trump window dressing. The literal sense. Freedom, prosperity, private property, and the American way, and the federal government can go to hell. You live your life, you run your farm, you raise your family, you school your kids. We can self-govern. We don't need Congress people in fancy suits selling you something with, uh, with laser light shows and confetti cannons and fog machines. That's laughable. I, I don't know what else to say in this regard, because do we really have a, a change? Is there is a really a red wave, a red tsunami? Not that I can see. Not that I can see at all. That, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the red wave and the red tsunami, because that's something else that uh, I believe is the problem with uh, Republicans specifically. They'll be in their internment camps, concentration camps, and they'll be looking their kid in the eye going, don't worry, little Timmy, the red wave will save us. The red wave's coming. No, no, it's not. No, um, we've talked about it before. You, you, our election system is broken. We have no ID system to prove that you're uh, a resident. There's no system for uh, keeping track of where your vote ends up. Does your vote count? There, there is no system in place for that. Some states have corrected that. Some states have. But the problem states that we've seen the um, fraud uh, going on in, you know, the uh, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of votes that just happened in the wee hours when they supposedly were done counting. Yeah, um, those states, they haven't done anything to uh, protect their electoral system. So the red wave is going to save us. You know, it very well might. Let's let's assume for a second. Let's assume for a second that that that's not the case, that our election system is still intact and we we can. Uh, OK, when was the last time a Republican did anything good, nationally speaking? When when was the last time we we voted in, you know, God, the, the, the last uh, Tea Party, you know, when when the uh, right after Obamacare came in that got and taken we had over. to repeal it. That got taken over yeah. by the Republican Party. It did, yeah. Yeah. So you, you remember the we have to repeal Obamacare? Uh-huh. Yeah. Then it turned into repeal and replace. And now it's just like, no, oh, now we're stuck with it. Now we're just not even going to do anything. That's the Republican Party. That's the ones that they they throw a bunch of BS at you because you want to hear it. That's what you want. They tickle your ears. They you you want to hear the stuff that they give you. And then when they finally get elected in in place, they throw you a bone once in a while to keep you happy, to keep you off of them. But they go off and do their own things. They go off and uh, pass bills that screw you over. They pass bills that uh, bring more money to themselves, line their own pockets, or they just tell you a bunch of BS, run uh, in, in uh, their political campaign, lose and then take all the money themselves. They've just created a machine is all it is. And you're a you're a good little cog in that machine. You're with doing as the little Republican Party wants. Yeah. With new faces, new, younger faces yeah, to new get faces. the younger crowds. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all this is. So 
until I see a Republican actually get into office and actually do something, actually make changes that are beneficial to the American people, that are going back to a constitutional republic, until I see that, nah, this is this is all a this is all a sham. This is all a lie. This is to keep you as Republicans complacent. You, it, you go out and you go to your rallies, you go to your events, you watch your favorite shows on Fox or hell, even us. You listen to it and then, all right, I did my part. I, I, I'm informed. And then that's all you do. You go off and feel good. Where where are the people going out and running for office? Why? You know, we've talked about it before. Starting small. Start in your local community. Even if you can't run, okay? Let's say um, I, I don't have the ability to run at all. Fine. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. Start spreading uh, this idea of freedom. And and just question things. Just ask questions and bring data. Just, just ask them a question and then throw the data at them and see what they do. You, you're just... Just plant that seed of doubt. Just plant. And it's not even that we're, we're planting a seed of doubt. We're planting the seed of truth. We're planting the seed of, I don't know, freedom, liberty, you know, the kind of the, 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 the foundational principles. Even just doing that little bit will go a long ways in the long run. But you have to. I know we're kind of coming hard on, on uh, our own side here. We're, we're coming, coming hard on you guys. But the, the thing is, is this is a long game. We're at a point now to where things have been falling apart, collapsing for so long now that it, it's not going to be like, oh, the red wave's coming and we're going to elect our politicians and then everything's going to be grand. No, this is going to be a generational fight, probably a multi-generational fight. And then once that happens, uh, you're going to have to be telling your great grandkids uh, in, in the future, do not become complacent. This has to be a complete shift in our thinking. Otherwise, say bye-bye to the Republic, say bye-bye to all your private property, your, all those things that you own, and I hope you like bugs, because that's what you're getting. Sorry, I had to stop laughing before I, <laughs> before I came back on. But no, you're, um, you're, you're right. It's not something that everybody can do as far as uh, what you're talking about running for office. Uh, it, it's not that. And maybe, maybe where you live, maybe it's not a matter of it being too much trouble for you, but maybe the system where you live in your locale, because I mean, that's what it all comes down to, right? The local politic, isn't that it? That's what it's all about. That's what everything needs to get back to is that you need small, manageable communities with farms that surround that town that are self-sustaining. That's what you need. Don't tell me that it can't be done because uh, I live in a place exactly like that. Don't tell me it can't be done. And don't tell me that people can't be peaceful and live without a crime problem. Yes, you do have crime. But don't tell me that it can't be done because I'm, I, I live where that is possible. It can be accomplished. If people have enough political and communal will to do that, it can be accomplished. But maybe the system where you live is too far gone, as in corruption. Because, hey, look at local politics when it comes to corruption. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, need I say more? Small town America, places in my home state of Ohio where I come from. Oh, there's corruption, even in the small town I come from. They've got a city council. I know people that have sat on council for, for years, and they say, when I ask them how things are going, they're like, oh, it's not good because you've got two or three people that are trying to take over the whole thing. That's not how it's supposed to work. We've got to get back to local politics. Tip O'Neill even said all politics are local. That's where it all comes from. The power's at the local level. Why do you think Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, this Green New Deal, all that stuff, why do you think George Soros is a main proponent of that from taking over your politics 
implementing international plans at the local level, because that's where the power resides, and they know it. It is enough to simply continue to be that voice of disruption. We're not talking about spreading conspiracy theories or putting your tinfoil hat on and walking around the neighborhood. As Bruce said, it could be just as simple as sitting down and talking to your neighbor that you don't know. How many people actually know their neighbors these days? Talk to your neighbor you don't know. Hey, you know, I was thinking about voting in this next election. You got any, uh, got any pointers as to who I might vote for? Size them up. Find out where they stand. You find out that you have common interests at the local level, you'll become pretty good friends. And you build stronger communities based on that. To that real quick, I have um, a friend who is, um, they do not agree with me at all. Idea, uh, it, <laughs> they're socialists. Okay. We, 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 don't, we don't agree politically. But here's what we found. We agree that the problems are the same. We see the same problems. We agree yeah. that certain things are problems. The, the difference is how he wants to solve the problem and how I want to solve the problem. And when Americans realize that we're on the same team, uh, we, we need to get back to that whole system of this is why we need the left and the right. Typically, the right and left, right? Okay, so right wing, they're typically more of the honor bound. They're more of the, uh, you know, religious Christian conservative, that type, right? You, you're, you, you typically are more of that. And then the left are typically more of your, if it feels good, do it, right? And then you have the independents in the middle that are usually the bean counters, okay? Now, we need both sides and we need the independents as well. We need everybody working together. We have to realize that we're all on the same team. We have to get rid of this stupid ideology that, you know, the, the left has basically started that um, the right is an enemy of the state and all that nonsense. We have to realize we're all Americans. We're all on the same team. The left sees the world differently than we do. We see the same problems. And then the bean counters in, in the middle, they have the data. So maybe all of us should get together and look, find a way to solve problems that's best for the country as a whole. And both sides, because they see the world differently, you can learn something from both sides and come up with a better solution. That, that, that's, that's the point in all of this. You, you look at the data and then you look at how the left interprets it and look at how the right interprets it and try to compromise and create something that's good for both. That's what it, what it should be. And that's in our lifetime. That's what it has been. But we've shifted and we've shifted so far that we don't even recognize it anymore. I remember growing up as a kid, small towns. I mean, we had families that got together for, for barbecues. This is before social media and the internet and all that stuff, right? All that crap, smartphones and all the rest of it. Tell me, based on that, tell me that these, these things have actually made the world better socially. But communities got together. I mean, my God, man, I grew up on a street where all the kids were out playing, right? All the kids were out playing. I mean, that's what it was. Social networking was your bicycle. And you know what? Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever, neighbors, alike. Everybody got together, regardless of their politics. We had people that were friends of the family that, that we always went to social events with, whether that was barbecues or, or out cheering each other's uh, team members on at baseball games or, or whatever, going to the town ice cream socials, whatever it might be. We always had friends of the family that were on the other side of the political aisle. But you know what? Whenever the national anthem played at a ball game or the Pledge of Allegiance, we all stood up together. I don't recall each other or either one of the other side sitting down and, and saying, no, no, it's, I, I'm not going to support this, this oppressive system that we have. 
I, I don't recall that. As a matter of fact, if you were one of those people that were sitting down, somebody, no matter who it was, whether you knew him or not, would come over and jerk you up off that seat and say, you stand up with the rest of us. And rightfully so. So what changed? I'll tell you what changed. The radicalization is what happened. Our institutions were infiltrated and taken over. Our churches, our social clubs, Boy Scouts, Little League football, baseball, soccer, whatever, whatever sport you played, all gone. All of these things that formed a local community based on solid foundations have been removed. People now, they still, like some of them are still, like they don't buy into the whole COVID narrative, but they still somehow are clinging to this idea that something's just going to miraculously come along and everything's going to go back to the way it was. That's not even possible now. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic. And the reason I say that that's not even possible now is because of what I just described. How do you go back to something that's had the fundamental basis of it destroyed and removed from society? There's nothing to go back to. You can't go back to small town America or local communities because they have destroyed them. You can't go back to your institutions because they've destroyed them. They're wrecking hundreds of years of infrastructure in a matter of months because of capitulation. Because people think by buying into the system that has gotten you to this point, it's somehow going to right itself. It's somehow going to lead you out of it. No, you submit to it. It destroys you. This is my gripe with everything that I described before with this new so-called conservative movement. Where's the movement to get away from that? The bright lights in the confetti cannon. Where, where's, the, where's the movement to get away from that kind of sideshow nonsense and get back to building society, building local communities? Well, we're just going to put somebody that's in uh, in a political position somewhere that's wearing a, a short miniskirt and got a half an inch of, a, a, of makeup caked onto their face or somebody that's wearing an Armani suit. We're going to stick them in an office and somehow that's going to rebuild your local community. No, you have to rebuild your local community, not them. You. And I hate using the us versus them thing. That doesn't accomplish anything. But just for lack of a better term at the moment, you want to fix the system. You want to re-upload our constitutional republic. You want to get back to your parliamentary democracies. You want to get back to a life because this road we're on, this is the road to hell. There's no other way to put it. This is the road to hell paved with good intentions that you hear about. If this is the road you want to stay on, we're all going to go down. That's all there is to it. That's why I'm up here fighting every day. That's why Bruce is up here fighting every day, because if we don't, we're all going down. There's no two ways about it. We've weighed every option. We've looked at every possible scenario. We've sat here for countless hours and days that we don't broadcast wargaming every possible scenario. And there's no way that we don't get out of this if we don't fight like our lives depended on it, because they do. You want your life back? Then take it back and take it back tomorrow. Take it back yesterday. And take it back yourself. Don't depend on some political movement or, or some uh, sideshow to come along and save you. Don't look at Trump 2024. That is not your salvation out of this. That is not how we fix this. Go stand in front of a mirror. I was told at a very young age that if you can look yourself in the eye, you can look anybody in the eye. And the point I'm trying to make is, is that people... On average, I'm not saying everybody, of course, but people on average have lost faith in themselves. And so they depend on these other people and these other group movements to save them. You look yourself in the eye, you reestablish what it means to be a leader of yourself, your family and your community, and you 
are your own salvation. You are your family's salvation. You are your community's salvation. You. Independence starts with you. Not a politician. Not a political movement. You. Final thoughts? Well, government's bad, okay? I think I've uh, uh, poo-pooed on the uh, Republicans enough. Yeah, I think we've kicked their teeth in enough for one day. <laughs> you know, and that that's the thing, though, is, look, I understand. I, I'm not I'm not anti-government. I, I don't want people to think that I, I'm not anti-government. I'm not I'm anti-big government. I'm anti-controlling government because, look, that's where we are now. How's that worked out for us in whatever country you're listening to us from? How's that worked out for us? How do you like it being ruled to from upon high down at the local level? How do you like that? That's not worked out too well for us, has it? Anxiety suicides, all these, like every other imaginable psychological trauma that's been inflicted upon we the people is being waged from that, from upon high. That's not working out very well for us. So we've got to get away from that. We've got to get back down to our local level politics, local city councils, and and that's it. Yes, you've got to have uh, some type of a parliamentary system or a congressional system, and you've got to break up the branches of government so no one branch can overrule another. That's the point of our checks and balances system out of the United States. That's why I like republics more, because there's a check on a balance of power. So you're able to actually control that a little bit more. But my point is, is that we've got to be the rulers of our own destiny here. It can't be some fluff that you see. It can't be some uh, some laser light show that you're watching and thinking, oh, that's that's it. That's that's my salvation. That's what's going to fix everything. No. It's got to be us. It's got to be we the people. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We'd appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.